Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Mood, the no talking points, no bullshit podcast that takes you behind the curtain, off the red carpet, and to the front lines of progress with changemakers and innovators that are doing the work to shift our culture and expand their social impact. I am so excited to welcome to PM Mood a friend of mine and friend of the show. Angelica Ross, who is a actress, writer, producer, um, all around amazing badass. My God, I, I don't even know how long I've been following your career Aww. now, but it's been it's been a delight to see your trajectory, Angelica. Like honestly, it it, it warms my heart on a day to day basis. But you know, we've been changing up how we start PM moods because. Uh, we're in the midst of a global pandemic. And when I had started this show, it was supposed to be lighthearted, talking to folks about how you're utilizing your platforms to increase your social impact, which you have done all the time, um, you know, since the beginning of your work. But just talk to, talk to us about where you are right now, where you are uh, quarantined. Um, and, and how are you doing? Well, first of all, I am blessed and highly favored, um, I, as my yes, grandmother would say. Um, but yes, I right now I am really focused on all of the blessings um, and being grateful for everything that is going right right now. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to... Um, you know, it's difficult for everyone, but in many, many of us can look at our circumstances, I think, and say things could be worse. 
you know, right. and so I'm definitely uh, just grateful for what I can be grateful for, which is my new home that I bought here in Georgia. Um, oh, congrats. Thank you very congrats. much. So it was, I'm a first time home buyer. Yes. <laughs> and um, so that was, you know, I have to be honest, like it was such a big milestone for me to purchase a home. It meant so many things to me as a black trans woman to sort of start putting these roots down and you know getting I guess a piece of the American dream um you know but the thing is is that like I'm like how do I feel irresponsible when I not only put aside months of you know reserves for all of my bills or whatever um but I also saved for my down payment I also not only had you know my one main job of you know, filming American Horror Story lined up, but I also had, you know, just speaking engagements, personal appearances, a lot of different things, you know, to add up to whatever, keeping me busy and keeping the bills paid. And all of that, all of it got completely shut down. And so, um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to, I, I took advantage of every program that was out there as far as like, um, delaying my mortgage for right. a few months, um, delaying my car payments for a few months, Um, you know, I'm just doing everything I can to sort of brace for this moment, but I also realize, um, you know, I talk spiritually speaking, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like these challenges come up for a reason and they come up for a certain time. And, you know, America, uh, has a a severe reckoning that is just, we've been like putting off or trying to put off or trying to pretend with things and with drugs and with, you know, just distractions or whatever, but you know, we're getting to a place where it's not letting us distract, be distracted because guess what? You got to sit with yourself half the time in the house. So whatever it is that you're not dealing with, whatever excuses you're making for, you know, situations, whatever um, things you've taken for granted, people you've taken for granted, relationships. Um, I mean, just, I think this is a time to reevaluate mm-hmm. everything, everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you doing right now? I mean, I would assume that this is probably the first time and God knows how long that you've <laughs> probably been sitting still, right? I mean, you've been, you've been uh, filming Pose. You were then, you know, American Horror Story, all the projects that you have in between, trans tech, the speaking engagement. So what are, you know, how does it feel, I should say first, <laughs> to sit still in your new home and actually be in your in your place and make a, and and make a home because, you know, you're, you are an incredible Hollywood hustler, right? Been doing the most. So, so what does it feel like to be home, to be, to be stationary? I'm so grateful again for my Buddhist practice because it keeps bringing me back to this perspective of uh, duality of, Mm. you know, the good and the bad, the, you know, the advantage and the disadvantage and, and so I feel like I'm constantly just in a heightened state of awareness around that. So being mm-hmm. in my house, man, what an accomplishment. What um, what um, a reflection, um, because I always believe, again, from my spiritual practice, that your immediate external environment is a reflection of your internal environment. And it takes a lot of work to get those things to, you know, kind of reflect how you want it to reflect. And so I look around in my house and, you know, I think about the words of your home rising up to greet you and all of those things. And I'm in the process of making all of that happen. And at the same time, 
wow, I just have such mixed feelings of just my privilege, you know, in the situation, but then my privilege being so thinly veiled that um, Mm. I'm one foot away from, you know, a a disaster myself, you know, so it's, 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 I'm alive. And I say that in ways of saying both, I'm grateful, I'm alive, but also like, I think, you know, I remember seeing Vanessa Williams on the Celebrity RuPaul Drag Race, and she was just talking about like, just being back in that time and how, you know, a new challenge sometimes makes you feel alive, you know, and I'm just like, you know, I feel alive in these ways where I'm not in a state where I can sort of kick back and and truly rest. Yes, this is a time to rest, but Mm -hmm. I think this is also just a time to reflect in very, just just to reflect and and I'm really um holding myself to the fire to sort of uh take advantage of this time and think about also the the concept to whom much is given much is expected mm-hmm. and so as I put into place all the things to protect myself and my family and my circumstances in my home um I'm blessed and I realize those things and so uh if things go well and I can get myself, you know, taken care of and solidified, then my focus is always to go back to the beginning, which is service. You know, I, I'm someone who believes that success always begins with service. That's, it began with trans tech. It began before trans tech with uh, the trans life center that I worked at. It began before that doing um, HIV, you know, educate peer education in high school, whatever the thing is, is having this heart of service we now have to kind of divert our attention. And that's what I'm just doing right now. And it's just really diverting my attention on from all the things that maybe don't matter as much in this moment and trying to show up uh, and matter more in this moment um, in ways that truly matter. How have you found, you know, because we, we, what we are learning, right. And, and what you're talking about, this reckoning that America is experiencing, right. The world is experiencing. We have abused this planet. We have abused one another. We are seeing the Mm -hmm. manifestation, right. Of, of what it, of what it Mm -hmm. means to be selfish and neglectful. And we are, we are seeing which vulnerable populations are are most affected, right? Those that we have been dismissive of and have believed them to be expendable mm-hmm. have largely been people of color. And we know um, that within our community, within the LGBTQI community, that um, those are some of the most vulnerable people. Mm-hmm. Trans women of color being some of the most vulnerable people. Um, what... What have you been hearing uh, with regard to how folks in the LGBTQI uh, community are faring in this moment? Um, because we're talking about the economic and health vulnerabilities of Black people, uh, of Latinx people, but we haven't done deep dives into other marginalized communities. So what have you been hearing and what do you know to be true that we should, frankly, as you have been a leader and an activist uh, for quite some time, uh, what do you think we should be talking about in this moment with regard to our community? Well, I definitely have been hearing uh, about a lot of struggle, financially speaking, 
um, as well as mental health struggles, because, you know, you thought people were struggling before with right. anxiety and depression and all of the things that are triggered by things. So take a situation like COVID-19 and that just really exacerbates many folks situation. And so I'm definitely hearing that. Um, what I'm also hearing and seeing is community taking care of each other because that's always been the MO. Um, especially when you're talking about black trans and queer folks, uh, we've always had to take care of each other when the system has not taken care of us. Mm, mm -hmm. And so that has really just only further kind of gone into play. And, you know, I, I sometimes am feeling quite um, dysphoric. Mm. and not in my gender <laughs> identity um i'm feeling so such a dysphoria uh, being in this country and turning on the tv and watching people we're supposed to trust lie to our faces mm. um avoid accountability mm -hmm. um and or speak half truths in 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 favor of uh personal and um professional or corporate interests, you know? Yep. Um, and so you really can't, my, 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 my antennas are so heightened right now because I know how people slip things in. It's just like how our government makes a bill and then slips things in there while you're not looking or things that you don't quite understand. And so to be in an environment where you can't trust your leaders and you can't trust the system and you can't trust the people who are meant to protect you, it is inevitable. It is um, of critical importance that these marginalized community create their own systems. And that's really, the call of Black Lives Matter, you know, I feel like I'm continually standing behind that moniker to make it true for all of us, to make it true mm. for our entire community. And, you know, it's, it's just unfortunate because these communities, these most marginalized communities don't have a lot to give, but they are the communities that I see giving the most when it comes to this. They're the communities that I see speaking up the vote most and putting themselves in the line of fire when they have the least amount of protections and the least amount of uh, privilege in the situation. So, um, you know, what we need to be doing uh, in this situation is if we are tired of looking and scrolling on social media and looking at another damn video of you know uh, police brutalizing black bodies um, or see another hashtag come up. Yep. You know, um, is it Breonna Taylor? Is, yep. Is, yep. And you know, and and even with Breonna Taylor, and I'm gonna name another one, Nina Pop. Yeah. You know, a black trans woman, and for some reason we don't understand that your humanity's off when you 
can rally a one around one and not all three of those people. Right. Around Ahmad, around Brianna, and around Nina. And those are just the three most recent. All murdered within weeks of, of each, each other. Right. Abs- absolutely. Well, yes, maybe in the sense of, you know, the sad part about Brianna Taylor's story is we're hearing about this now. Mm-hmm. This happened actually back in March. Right. And it's, Ahmad, we heard about now, and that happened in February. Oh, exactly. exactly. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. like within, you know, within weeks, meaning of them being taken, but then how we learn about it, right? Like why but not how? in that moment? How? That's the, that's the yeah. question. How are we learning about it? And the, yeah. re, the, the reality is we're learning about it from who? Each other. Yep. And so we yep. are the, we are the news source that we trust. Mm-hmm. We are the, uh, pharmaceutical companies that we trust we are all of the different uh, level of authorities that we trust and i think that we need to take it just like in those days of black panther where we got to take it to mean about protecting educating and you know all these taking responsibility for everyone in the flock regardless of identity sexual orientation we have to be willing to confront this misogyny and patriarchy and that that for right now that's a really hard part point for us right now. We can, I can see it in, in social media. I see it in so many places that that's like a sticking place for us. And so what's going to help us get beyond that is every single last one of you brilliant black cis women mm-hmm. are going to really have to stand up and stand next to your LGBTQ plus black folks and together resound a message um, that is almost that is louder than the NAACP. That is louder than these things. That because the NAACP right now, I'm like, I'm 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 to be keeping 100. Like I'm mad. I'm mad because I've been in your zone. I've been at some meetings. You called me into your space, and you, it, I basically almost was there for a photo op. Is how I feel. Right. Because I, you know, at this town hall, we talking about real things and we talk about certain things and I'm trying to get meetings and I can see it's an internal struggle with who, with the older black folks in the community who are in the older leadership. So either we're going to really do this work or it's going to be a struggle because I'm, I'm, I'm actually a little worried at this point because there's a lot of real facts and things that are happening right now that just add up to things that people are just want turning the, they're not wanting to add it up because if they do, that means. You'll have to do something about uh, it. Paying atten- do- you know what I'm saying? Paying attention <laughs> to things, right? Paying attention. There's a price to it because if you're going to, if you're going to pro- provide a necessary spotlight on an issue, on a people, right? Then it's going to force you to do something about it. Recognition is only part of the pathway to justice, right? Like, so we can recognize the fact that certain people's uh, deaths are upheld and are discussed and are um, headlines while others are not, right? They well, are you afterthoughts. Know, the, the, the sad thing is that our oppression and our deaths mm. are entertainment for white America. So... Any movies they want to award or greenlit, like, have to do right. with our oppression and the murder of our bodies. They have to do with right. a certain narrative. And I, you know, I there's certain movies I just can't watch them anymore because I, I refuse to see 
an, all, all this diversity in into the woods and motherfucking creek scar excuse my language and all these creatures that they can imagine in these stories but they can't imagine black people in those stories they can't imagine um you know create uh, anything other than our oppression and our, our and killing us and 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 not only that like it pisses me off that folks look yes creating entertainment and storytelling definitely changing hearts and minds is is part of it but when we're talking about going up and against a system where they don't give a damn and when i'm telling you don't give a damn listen j-lo listen love you to death cute performance at the uh, super bowl girl but like that wasn't in alignment with uh with the front that we was putting up you understand what i'm saying with all the all the black artists and major artists rihanna everybody else you saw the stances they were taking so then you try to make a statement and put children in cages on the stage and that went over all the white people's heads. Do you understand what I'm saying? They, that, that didn't change a damn thing about the situation. So like, you know, we have got to get to a place where we're really prepared for what's happening. They're lying to our faces. They're making the laws and breaking them at the same time. You have white people who are busting into state buildings, buildings with arms. AR-15s. Armed. Armed. If black people dared, Mm-mm. we know what happens when we dare to be our full and complete selves, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. show up as full and complete humans, right? That are not asking permission to exist, but just existing on our own accord. We know what happens, right? But the thing is, we are, we're not going to be able to disarm because the moment you right. say um, about disarming America, then the white people go get uh, uh, very loud and crazy about the a right to bear arms yes but here's here's what i'm saying sometimes when folks abuse things those rights should be take those rights should be taken away meaning like america our stats aren't doing well for us in the sense of mass shootings in the sense of violence and all these different things maybe the right to bear arms needs to be uh earned maybe there's you know some okay like you can um do this but we got to now earn this right back by showing what are the reasons for you to even have these sort of weapons, you know, and, and there's certain weapons that just don't need to be in, um, everybody in the everyday person's hands. So there's, there's a conversation we're not willing to have because people are like, Oh, right. To bear arms. So, okay. I'm a Buddhist and I'm trying to stay away from the violence and the things as much as possible, but we also have to recognize the playing field and environment we are in. And so as non-white America, you know, um, I don't know if it makes that much sense to keep allowing white people to stockpile weapons like this, and, and we're not. I, so, you know, that's funny because this is a conversation that has now come up on my political podcast, Woke AF, uh, on a regular basis, which is that many of us who uh, believe in progressivism, believe in gun control, believe, you know, to some extent, I have never had full belief in the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. created in a time when AR-15s and machine guns and all these things didn't fucking exist. And let's be real, it was right? created for white people so they feel safe so that the Negroes didn't overthrow their damn stuff so they could protect their property. And that's where the police came from too. So. so so it's like, it was never meant for us and it was never meant for the current type no. of system, that society that we're living in. But on the flip of that, I'm saying when I see these pictures of these militia, these white Trump militia storming these government buildings, right? Going into a Starbucks with a bazooka on your back. What is the, what the point of that is intimidation. Absolutely. The The point of that is oppression. And so at what point 
do black people say, you know what? They're killing us any fucking way, Mm -hmm. right? Like they are doing the most anyway. Maybe it's time that we begin to exercise our rights. And we saw that after after the the two men in the Ahmaud Arbery murder were arrested. We saw black militia now are guarding his home where his where his family is and they have the same weaponry on and the cops were afraid to come down the street stay your ass at bay then absolutely you you weren't you weren't nowhere for the last two months well i mean and i think the 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 biggest rule that i heard come out of somewhere from someone that said something was about the fact that you should not be policing a, a neighborhood you're scared of like if you don't know how to talk to the people you're serving and protecting you have no right to be serving and protecting that environment. If you're shaking, you know, people are, are just our skin tone is a threat to you just that one, you know? Right. So it, it, I do believe, I do believe on for, you know, I, I hate, I, I just, I hate to say it because, you know, that's just not, it's not right it's not where I live. In, but at the same time, um, I know one thing I love me. I, let me tell you something. I know one thing, the, the higher that I move up and the, the, the more things I do, the more I want to keep somebody with me and around me. Do you understand what I'm saying? The one, the more I need to keep certain folks around me that um, can make sure don't nothing pop off. Right. I'm a black trans woman. I know. So instead, you know, so oof, I just, you know, um, I'm a pray. I'm praying about it. I'm praying strong about it. And I'm trying to show up in my leadership in certain ways uh, but that's what I mean is that, so whether it's me doing trans tech, whether it's me building, um, you know, an army of black, uh, LGBTQ plus creatives to sort of reclaim the narratives that, um, um, have been told as well as like sort of filling the gaps that are missing, um, you know, in both non-scripted and scripted television, I'm doing my part. I'm doing what I know how to do, whether it's hitting that stage and talking to, you know, college students who are about to start off and and really need some like a spark to understand their purpose beyond some degree, or whether it's talking to people in a boardroom and getting them to recognize their power and responsibility on making sure that their corporation and their brand is making the right kind of footprint or, you know, fingerprint on our planet and on our society. I'm doing every, any and all the things like I can do. And part of doing that or part of being what they would call a level five leader is leaders who create other leaders. Mm. That's all I, So I'm not just trying to create a bunch of people following me. And that's what the damn, I feel like is happening on the other yes. side, on the right or with everything. It's about just follow me blindly without checking, without fact checking, without anything. Because if you took two seconds to fact check one thing, you would see that our president is a lot. It just it would unravel. It would un, it would unravel. You know, yeah. that that's 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 the fact. You know, what do you think, um, Angelica? Because you have again, you have been an activist, you have worn that hat since the beginning of your uh Hollywood career. Absolutely. Do you think that is it a personal responsibility that each each person has to make for themselves? Or do you think that when you work yourself into these positions, into these large platforms where you have, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers and, and millions of people watching your shows, 
do you think that more actors, more actresses, more people of, of prominence should really be taking on the, the position of activists as well? Because it's, you know, in this space, government clearly, it, it will under Trump is the problem. Um, mm-hmm. But what is, you know, what do you think the responsibility of other folks in outside industries in Hollywood is to help usher in the change we really want to see? So I will answer that by first by saying, like, I've learned uh, an alternative sort of definition for the word responsibility. Mm -hmm. And that is um, to have the ability to respond. And so I think that I am working as hard as I can to stay away from the shoulds and telling people what they should and shouldn't be doing. Um, However, I would encourage people to take responsibility for their platforms. And if that's the least that you can do Mm -hmm. is take responsibility for your platform. So when Amanda Seals, I think kind of read Justin Timberlake for posting about Ahmad, but closing the comments. Closing his comments because the comments were racist. But so you're not taking responsibility Mm-hmm. And I'm not, this is not about taking blame. Mm-hmm. This is about taking responsibility, which is taking your ability to respond. Because guess what, white man in your castle, you have some ability, you got some time to respond. Yeah. And so should, could, you know, it, it, those are all the different things. But I think that another thing I wanted to address when we were saying is like, you know, when you work yourself into these positions and I want to like cycle that back a second. Cause I know for my own self, like, yep, I work my ass off. But to be real, when we're talking about this, this, this spotlight, when we're talking about this platform, I didn't do this by myself. And so right. it is a responsibility to your fans, to each and every single mm. one of your fans, because I am a celebrity. And when I say that now, that's because I have reconciled with um, that initially being a four-letter dirty word to me because of who and what celebrities were known to be and known for. But um, mm-hmm. in one of my books, I have uh, The Heart of the Lotus Sutra, one of my um, Buddhist books. It says that, um, it says tells me to become a celebrity of the mystic law so that... Um, and what that means is basically in the mystic law, we just talk about the fact that no matter who you are, what your challenges are, what your identities are, you too can sort of blossom into this amazing thing of overcoming all of your challenges. And so it says become a celebrity of that mystic law, which means I am a celebrated example mm. of what it means to profoundly overcome challenges. That's why Angelica Ross is celebrated so hard. That's why people stand me so hard. Not just because I'm pretty, not because, you know, of these certain things, those who stand me or, you know, and so that's where I want to make sure that, yeah, I own, I'm a celebrity, but what am I celebrated for? Oh, Ooh, I love that. I am I taking responsibility for my platform? Right. Right. Do I deserve to be celebrated? Mm. And those are just questions I think that we as fans going forward should ask ourselves. Correct. Should we be celebrating this dude? I don't know. Right. 
should they should they be should they be bestowed the honor that we are giving them absolutely right? that i mean that that's very deep that is the that, yes that's the question that celebrities need to be asking themselves and we need to be asking of the people that we are presenting with the honor um and 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 elevating the last question that I will ask you is a question that I ask everyone who joins me on PM Mood, which is how do you get in the mood to change the world? How do you get into that space? I mean, well, that's easy. Obviously, for me, it is my, my chanting practice because I, I chant every morning somewhere around 7 a.m. and I chant every evening at uh, 6 p.m. So every day basically what I'm doing is I'm looking myself in the mirror mm. and I'm taking a very profoundly deep assessment of the reflection, um, both in the morning and when I've uh, taken on all the drama and everything that I've taken on to face in the world to clearly see what those things are and not to sort of bring that into my evening or bring that into my uh, night. So how I prepare myself is chanting the the practice of chanting for other people. It's meditation. Um, you know, it can be various things, but I would say the more specific you are, just like smart goals, you know, are specific, and that's what makes them, you know, uh, great goals. Right. So the more specific I am about my preparation, the more that I also reflect to myself that I'm not just doing this for myself. Mm. This is not just about me accomplishing my own selfish desires and needs and what have you, but this is also about me um, being there for other people and being able to recognize when, when is it time to snap out yourself, snap out of your own circumstances and see somebody next to you just needs your shoulder or needs your um, guidance or needs a word or needs some, some kind of support that you absolutely have the capacity to give in this moment. Beautiful. Angelica Ross, ah, you are a treasure and you Thank are, you. you, you deserve every bit of celebration, um, and, and spotlight because you, you are doing so much to educate as well as entertain. And it is, it, it's remarkable to see. And I, edutainment, yeah. edutainment. <laughs> and I can, I, I, I stand and have for many years and will continue to. Thank you. Appreciate you. you. Stay safe. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's PM Mood. My political podcast, Woke AF Daily, is on Patreon for just $5 a month. That's five new hour-long shows every week for just $5 a month. Join the conversation now at patreon.com slash Woke AF. And you can continue listening to PM Mood every week absolutely free. Now more than ever, we see the importance of independent media. So thank you for your support. And as always, stay in the PM mood to change the world.
Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io/ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org.